Hello, this is Toecast. We've got a pretty good week. Uh, a couple of good things to talk about here. So let's get right on it. The first one is the uh, interweb has given us plenty of fodder to talk about this week. If you are on the, uh, what is it, Light Duty Elite Facebook page, it is just fantastic. Grab a bag of popcorn and sit back and watch what's happening because there are two guys um, that have purchased Detroit low loaders that uh, basically feel like they've gotten fucked with a pile of shit. Um, if you're not aware of what a low loader is, it is a truck that is built, designed and built by a company out of Detroit that goes by Detroit Wrecker Sales. Their owner is Mike Farrell. Um, Mike's got some decent guys working for him. Unfortunately, according to the posts, he may not be one of them. The You've got two guys, one out of Georgia, one out of South Florida. Both took purchase, uh, you know, took delivery of their trucks at the 2016 Florida Tow Show. Uh, I'm sure they were thrilled to get such a fucking cool-ass truck because if you've ever seen the low loader, it kind of works like a roll-off dumpster box and almost comes off completely onto the ground. Great for exotic vehicles, low riders, stuff like that. It comes at a cost. Uh, you know, a good, a good, uh, let's say, 12,000-pound LCG truck on a medium duty is running, what, around 95000 right now? And... One company says they paid just over 120000 for their low loader. The other company says they paid, I believe, one sixty-five. The difference being a lot of custom work, a shitload of lights added to the guy uh, from uh, Florida there. Both great-looking trucks, but there's problems. And apparently... After months and months and months of trying to work these issues out with Detroit Wrecker Sales, sounds like Detroit Wrecker Sales has come to the point where they told both owners to go fuck themselves. Not good. Um, so here it starts going back and forth. It, 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 it's almost staying between the lines of professionalism. Uh, but unfortunately, Mike Farrell apparently has some keyboard warrior guys from some shitty tow truck mafia page. I mean, tow truck mafia. Come on, tough guys. Get over it. You ain't all that. It's mainly repo guys. Um, Detroit Wrecker also makes like a slide-in repo unit. Uh, now, there's a ton of those on the road. I mean, those are a lot more common than their low loaders. And uh, he has a pretty faithful following, it seems, of guys who have bought that equipment. Well, that's great. If you haven't had any problems with your equipment, you're doing good. That's great. But these two guys on Light Duty Elite obviously have had big problems with their trucks. And not even a year and a half after taking delivery, the... and and. These problems, according to these guys, these problems have been going on since almost brand new. So it's not like 
everything went past a year old, shit started breaking. These are ongoing problems they've been trying to deal with with the manufacturer, and they feel they have had no luck. Uh, let's go down the list. The guy from Florida, you know, had this bed powder coated, and within a few months, he says the entire underside of the bed started rusting. Now, he says that Mike at Detroit Wrecker is refusing to honor any kind of warranty on the powder coating, claiming that it's just because of where he lives, which is South Florida. And the guy, I think he made a comment, he actually lives about 15 miles from the ocean. So it's not like sitting on the uh, sitting on Daytona Beach getting sprayed with salt water every day. Uh, it sounds like you know a lot of his work is is further inland, and to make his point, he's got other powder coated trucks that are years old with no rust or corrosion, and the headboard, which was supposedly supposed to be uh, powder coated at the same time, the headboard has no rust on it, yet all the cross members. He posted some pictures. There's rust everywhere. All the seams where the cross members meet the uh, the deck itself. Uh, it shows a lot of rust. And for a truck that's a year and a half old, come on, if that was your truck, you'd be pretty freaking pissed off. Um, he's also got uh, his toolboxes that are high-dollar toolboxes. You know the ones that they say you could stand on the door and jump up and down as long as you're not a complete fat ass. They should uh, stay intact. Well, all his boxes are cracking, and it looks like it's just a lack of... Uh, bracing the toolboxes are too long and they they're when you fill them up they've got too much weight on them and they're cracking and detroit doesn't want to do anything about those what puzzles me about that is the, the boxes were built by another company so why not go after that other company for some warranty work um but you know you don't know what level of frustration is between those two guys so maybe he just doesn't even want to deal with the guy anymore who knows? But for whatever reason, he's not fixing it. Uh, that guy also claims that his rails, the back of his bed wiggles around. He claims his rails that ride on the uh, subframe are, uh, he claims, I think, they're eight inches wider, eight inches farther apart at the back than the front. I may be off on the, but it, it's a substantial amount. He says the whole back of the bed slides side to side because of it. There's nothing to keep it in place. Um, I've not seen that truck. I've seen photos. I've heard his story and it, uh, just doesn't look good. Um, he had, I know he had some wear pads fall off and he had to himself, uh, fix the back, back end of the bed. It's got slide pads on it cause it comes off so far. It's got a slide on the driveway. Those fell off. I know the other company had those fall off within a couple days of buying the truck um, they were promised a solution. Um, don't know if they ever got it. Uh, but the company in Georgia, uh, says that a couple months after buying the truck, the bed stopped going up. And if you got it to raise by sliding the bed way back, when you slid the bed forward and put a little weight on those cylinders, it'd come crashing back to the ground. Um, said it was fixed the first time Detroit, uh, sent a new valve, a new function valve. And they replaced that and it fixed it. Well, a couple months later, it starts doing it again. So, hey, they start looking a little deeper into the problem. And they strain 
fluid out of the tank into a white rag, and it's full of little chips of something. They say a lot. They say that when they ran the magnet over it, it collected the chips. So there is debris from somewhere. They also claim that when they put a scope down into the hydraulic tank, which is made in-house at Detroit, it is actually the headboard is your fluid um, tank for the hydraulics, said it is just filled with weld splatter. So maybe the weld splatter is getting down into the hydraulic system, apparently, because it's getting, you know, it should be filtered out at some point, but there is, there is what they say, a considerable amount of debris in there. Um, where's it coming from? Is the pump coming apart? Well, Detroit asks them to take the lift cylinders off. They make their lift cylinders in-house too. Take their lift cylinders off, bring them to a shop, have them inspected, pull them apart, pressure check them, see if they're okay, make sure they're not bypassing inside. Now, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense because how did a function valve, the replacement of function valve, fix it the first time if it's the cylinders that are bypassing? So, I don't know, to me, sounds like a bullshit diagnosis anyhow. But, uh, so they end up changing a valve again. And a few months go by. And it happens again. They take the truck to a third party with an employee of Detroit's Blessing. Now, from what they say, once Mike got involved and he controlled the whole thing because he was deciding what would be paid for and what would not, starts dictating to this third party company what he wants checked, what he wants done, what he wants replaced, and send some parts. This is where it gets interesting. Pay attention to this. He dictated the entire process, even though it was at another place. Because the other place is on the phone with him, and they're doing what he's saying, and he's saying, well, I'm paying you to do this. I'm paying you to do that. Um, they, they, They... Say their invoice shows no diet. You know, let me back up. The next thing they said is, okay, it did get fixed. It did get fixed. They said they were in Nashville while this thing was in the shop at the Toe Summit. So was Mike. Mike from Detroit uh, repeatedly promised, hey, if this ever happens again, I will fly down myself. I will pick it up. Bring it to Detroit. I'll rebuild everything I need to replace everything I need to make you guys happy um, and bring it home to you within a week. Well, these guys say that's kind of the premise they operated on. They thought this guy made a promise and said he hounded them so badly during that toe show, he, he turned into a little Eddie Haskell, just a pain in the ass to where they actually started having to avoid him because they knew he was going to run up and make his promises again and, and promise this will never happen again. And, and, and meanwhile, we don't, we don't know how it played out in the end with the third party, but apparently they just slapped the parts on that Detroit told them to, and it functioned again out the door. That was, when was the toe summit? July, I think. Okay. Now it happens a fourth time. Very dangerous. Bed crashes down, no warning, no nothing. 
the truck is unusable. So the owner who wrote the original post on Light Duty Elite says, um, he says he contacted Mike and said, hey, Mike, it's happening again. Need this thing fixed. And Mike's response by email that was posted says, uh, bring it to me, I'll fix it. That's it. After four times in a year of this $120,000 truck having a complete hydraulic failure, all he gets back is, bring it to me, I'll fix it. Well, he reminds the owner of his repeated promises he made in Nashville about coming and getting the truck. And he wants them to drive from Georgia at their own expense to Detroit to have something fixed that is a known repeated problem. Okay? So the owner says, Mike, don't you remember? You promised to come get it yourself or at least send somebody else to get it. Have it back to us in a week. His response, again, by email, nope, not doing it. So, Apparently that owner had enough. And while they're trying to figure out what the real problem is, he posts, Hey, got a Detroit low loader. This is what keeps happening. Has anybody else had this problem? And if so, what'd you do to fix it? Seems like a pretty harmless post. Well, the guy up in Detroit takes this personally and seemingly uh, very immature uh, manner and, and, blows up and next thing you know these guys on this tow truck mafia page are posting the two low loader owners profiles and trying to like rally their group of misfits and dirt bags trying to convince them that they should i don't know do whatever you know, it was basically, hey, Mike at Detroit Record Sales says these guys are a couple of jerk-offs, man. We should do something to these guys. Really? Are you freaking 12? Are you fucking 12 years old, dude? Take your tow truck mafia trash page and fucking move on. Nobody cares about you. Nobody in this industry, professional towing industry, gives a shit about the tow truck mafia guys. So now... Then Mike starts claiming that we, uh, he was somehow blocked from the page by the two guys that wrote it, that that were going, the two owners of the low loaders going back and forth. Well, they're sitting there questioning it, saying, wait a minute, what the hell are you talking about? It's not their page. They're not admins on it. How are they going to block somebody? So anyhow, somebody makes the decision apparently that, oh, this isn't fair. He's not being able to put his two cents in because somehow he's blocked. So let's delete the whole post. And two reasons seem to have been given. And I don't know why there's two reasons. One was, well, it was unfair for the guy not to be able to say his side. So we, uh, we, uh, you know, we replaced it. Uh, we, we took it down. It wasn't fair. So then the, uh, the next, the next reason given was, well, some of the comments were bashing. I don't know, man. I watched the whole thing. I didn't see a lot of bashing going on. It was coming close, but not that big of a deal. Um, so anyhow, that gets straightened out. The original owner that originally posted, he posts, 
hey, why was this taken down? All this crap goes on anyhow. So apparently the guy Mike comes on and calls the two guys liars, tries to make them out like they're lunatics, and uh, it just it just got kind of shitty. And he, and he seemed to be acting pretty immature about the whole thing. So now that he posted all these lies and claims that these problems haven't been going on like the owners claim this and that, one of the owners posts a video from March, which I believe he said was the second time it happened. And it's a sweet video, man. He's kicked back. He's got one of his guys running the bed, showing the bed can't raise when you lift the handle, sliding it back. It comes up, slides it forward, steps back from the controls. Bam, the bed falls on the ground. And Mike is saying that, uh, oh, no, I don't know about this. This isn't a reoccurring problem. You know, trying to make it sound like this has not been going on for very long and he's not aware of it. So the uh, that original owner also posts a posts a email a copied email that says Mike here we go again fourth time hydraulics have failed on the bed and Mike's reply is damn I have no idea why this keeps happening uh you know does that not pretty much sum it up that Mike was full of shit by claiming. He's not aware of these problems when he just acknowledged in an email that it was the fourth time it's happened. Um, and then he goes on. I, I, I just don't understand it. What is, why would, why would these two owners who live nowhere near each other, uh, just suddenly decide to come out with all these lies about their trucks and Detroit wrecker? Why would they do it? There's no, There's no reason other than they are so fed up and so frustrated with these very expensive trucks not working or having problems and a manufacturer that will not fix them. And then there's guys coming on saying, oh, well, you know, we don't even know this is true. You know, they're kind of trying to half-ass back up that guy. Why? He's got every in the reason in the world to lie about it. The other two guys, what reason in the world do they have to do this? And uh, it just really doesn't make any sense uh, why, why you'd believe Detroit over the two owners. The two owners have emails. They have photos. They have videos. And the guy from Detroit's still sitting there and... He's still sitting there trying to deny any of this is happening. And, and he, he looks like a fool. He really looks like a fool. You know what? Yeah, I'm sure you're tired of fixing the same damn problem over and over on these guys' trucks. I, I'm sure they're very sick of it. They paid for the trucks. They're the ones with the downtime. All you have is repair costs. Be a freaking man and stand behind your, your, your damn equipment. Or, or if you can't fix it, do the right thing. Buy the damn truck back. Take it back in. Fix what you need to fix and resell it. That's the right thing to do. This guy is clearly not doing the right thing. So, I don't know. Uh, that that uh, The subject ran on and on a lot longer than I expected. So, I'm going gonna, 
I'm going to save my other doozy for next week and uh, let this one go here. All right. Thank you. Uh, uh, again, it's uh, Tocast, uh, Tommy T Truck at gmail.com. If you got anything to say, either Facebook, email, anything you want. Thank you.